say when. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the BD Waterfowl Podcast. I'm your lead producer and host, Walker Deering, along with a good buddy of mine, Mr. Grant Mims. Only one good buddy tonight. Only one. Well, two. <laughs> well, two good buddies. Yeah. Only one of the only one other host. Regular ones. <laughs> there you go. So well, Joe's taking an R and R day. Yeah. Don't well, blame him. I don't either. He's uh I think he I think he said he worked like know, it was fifty or sixty hours this past week. I thought it was sixty four. It it was something crazy. he said the past two weeks have been absolutely crazy. Um and then he said that Toyo the 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 line has been having like he's been having to work a lot. Yeah. Um. On you know where he's maintenance or whatever he said he's been having to work a lot on on fixing you know providing maintenance. <laughs> yeah, doing his job. <laughs> yeah, doing his job. Which um, I guess in an ideal world he should just sit there. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, if everybody could just sit there, I think they'd be a lot happier. But now, um, yeah, he he's been having. So I don't really blame him. Um. Having a little bit of rest on the section. I know that that house is kicking his butt. Um, yeah, I know he's freaking out about it. Um, but hopefully that'll all change. And yeah, Brian's not here either. He's uh, camping with the Royal Rangers. And can we say that? LaGrange? The home out on LaGrange? Out on LaGrange. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got a lot of nice girls out there. Nope. Nope. But just two of us with. Yeah. One other special guest. I'm really happy to have the old man on here. Are you? <laughs> Mr. Barry Welty. <laughs> well, you know, Mr. Barry. I don't know a whole heck of a lot of anything right now. I know it was a really nice day today. Beautiful. Yes, God, it was. Gorgeous day. Yes. We, uh, well, that actually, what we've been doing, we, we, we cleaned all of our decoys today. Yep. Got them all nice and shiny ready to go well a good they're clean they're clean they're <laughs> no. not shiny there's they're no mud clean. covering up yeah, the colors no, there's no arkansas mud on them anymore well you'd have to take a chisel to get that well, off. you should Jack see hammer. you should see the ring around the bottom of it yeah. <laughs> but, but guess what it's gonna sit down in that ring again. oh yeah oh yeah i don't think they can see underwater no but they may be able well, you know, I mean, they they like that muddy water compared to you know just a, yeah, a clear, clear water. Yeah. When, since we're talking about that, just real quick, when do you all, when do you all clean clean your decoys? You clean them after the season or before the season starts? Before the season. Before starts. the season starts. Okay. That hasn't been done yet. That's usually usually. Uh, it usually falls on my shoulders. <laughs> yeah. Most of it done. <laughs> That's we go down to Lee's and myself and I've got two great nephews and they'll usually will usually hook them in yeah coming down to do that but we haven't done much of that just because we don't know what we're doing right right now. i i know last year um season started on saturday you know Ar- arkansas season started on saturday and uh we were washing decoys on like tuesday <laughs> like uh, were you really yeah <laughs> Yeah, like uh, it just got away from you. And- just got away, and uh, yeah, yeah, we we waited until like a Tuesday night. Whew. I bet it was uh, getting cold too, wasn't it? I I really don't I, I don't really remember. I know Dylan and and it probably big, wouldn't. I mean, some I, of those some of those openers have been yeah, pretty warm. Big Big D and uh, and Dad and me 
we're out here cleaning, and it got dark quick. <laughs> yes. Because, uh, yes. yeah, time goes back uh, tomorrow, tomorrow, actually. Yeah, yeah time, time, time this comes out, it'll be going back. But Yep. Yeah, it's curious because a lot of, you know, some people clean them, you know, right before the season starts. Some people, they clean them when they get, you know, everything done and before they put them up. But, so I was kind of curious about that. Um, but, yeah, so we uh, we cleaned decoys today, me and, and Walker sure and Dylan Jenkins and Mr. Nick and Dad. Yep. And the oil uh, and the four-wheeler changed. Yeah, yeah, I got all the oil and rear and front differential and um, did did all that. So, we, so we're – we should be good to go. We yeah, I always find the biggest thing is going through and and making sure my Texas rigs are all good. back up again. Yeah, yeah, good and everything. And probably the I used to use a swivel, and that was probably the weakest. I found that's the weakest link, and I, I we eliminated. Don't that like it now. No, I, <coughs> you don't have to worry about them breaking as bad. Yeah, yeah, because you're talking about leaving decoys out all all oh, yeah. season. All so, season. Uh, that's what I I don't we've. We've talked about it, and I, I think we're going to do some stuff different this year. Um, just the, you know, the, you know, we talked about a little bit prior to the start of the podcast. You know, the amount of pressure, you know, on specs. Um, but I mean, the amount of pressure on ducks, you know, before they get to, you know, either here and at home or in Arkansas. I mean, they've been shot at for you know, four months, um, three months at least. And I, we've we've talked about we're gonna try something. You know, if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we're probably gonna after every hunt, you know, pick them up, hang them up along you know along the side of the pits, you know, along the side of the pit on the inside. And in my eyes, you know, as smart as these duck, these ducks have gotten smarter. I mean, I think you can probably vouch for that. Um, they're just under so much. I, I feel like they're under so much more pressure, and you got to do stuff differently. And if you leave your decoys out for sixty days, if I was a duck, I thought, okay, well that duck was sitting in that same spot yesterday, and it's still sitting there, and it hadn't moved. All those, you know, hundred, hundred and fifty ducks are sitting in the same spot. Why haven't they moved? So I think we're gonna pick them up after every hunt this year. Uh, we usually try to move them around. Yeah. Now, if we know it's going to freeze up, then we'll yeah. we'll pick them up, depending on when people were going to go back down right. and hunt and all that. But uh, uh, I' not quite sure ducks are that intelligent. I just, uh, you know, we move our decoys around depending on the wind. So yeah, our decoys probably aren't going to be in the same spot. Right. I mean, we you know you can st- day after day after we're hunting. Yeah. We'll, We'll always get out there and tinker with them, but I think the biggest key that what you said, Grant, was I don't know that we're receptive to make those moves because of you know in reading the ducks and all that, right. you know, and what they want because that's you know sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's pretty darn hard. Yeah, well, you know. I- I just I, I think they're very adaptive. You know, I think twenty twenty five years ago, a duck feeding at night. You know, I, I don't think that was all too common. And now, I mean, it's like a my gosh, a, a full moon, and you know, they're gonna feed at night, and they're gonna be in the field in the morning when you get there. And when 
you get there, they're gone, and they're going to be gone until the evening, and they're going to come back after shooting time. I just, I think that they're smarter than we give them credit for. Uh, I've, they're, they're fun. We've gotten off on a little bit of a duck hole there. Yeah, we bit. Um, so yeah, so anyway, so we clean decoys today, and, um, I've been, uh, I'll hay this morning, got to haul some more tomorrow. I'm trying to get everything done for all these, like, ones and twosies that, that need hay. Yeah. You know, that way, all I have to worry about through duck season is my, like, regular once-a-month customers. Right. Um, so I'm trying to get all these onesies and twosies done. That way, once duck season gets here, hey, I know I can haul it, you know, middle of the week. It's not going to mess with my duck season. Right. <laughs> um... So, yeah, I've been doing that, and, and uh, let's see, I guess the past two weeks, softball, uh, fall ball wrapped up, and we had the banquet. We did. Which we'll talk about, I guess, yeah. here, here in just a minute, but, um, yeah, just two two weeks from when we record this, we'll be opening day in Arkansas, yes, and by God, I am, I'm ready. I've been... Been waiting a long time for it, and it's finally here. Almost three hundred sixty-five yeah, days. Yeah, almost. Well, I think, maybe a little less. I think about three hundred days. About, about three hundred days. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere close around it. So, do you have your license? No. Uh oh. <laughs> Don't forget. You're that. supposed to buy a license. Like you got to. Yes. You got to do that. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. Oops. Yeah, you need to buy a license. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I don't want to see Arkansas go out of business. Well, you, the good thing is, and and they just. I don't know if they re-released it or they just released it, you know, this year. But um, the Arkansas Game of Fish has an app, and you can just do. Let me everything. tell you, I'm I'm loving that app. Uh, have you? I've got it. Yeah, yeah. I've been keeping I, an eye on it. I've been watching weather. And yeah, I, I've got sunrise it. Sunrise times. But yeah, I mean, you can just get your license on the Arkansas Game of yep. Fish app. Oh um, yeah, most most of all, you can get yeah. it online. You can buy your federal duck stamp on it too if you really uh, want. See, I I want to keep. Well, will they mail it to you? I'm sure they. I don't know. I they will mail. It. They will mail, but. Okay. Don't. Yeah, I, I think I'm still. I think I'm still just gonna go to the post office. Oh no, office I'm just saying you can. Yeah, uh, I bought mine at the post office. Yeah, uh, yes. I'm, I'm still, I physically like to have it. I still yeah. like to have a written. Yes. Oh yeah, me too. One too, so uh, I'm a little old fashioned. Yeah, I, but uh, I do buy them online too. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But Walker, I think we've been a running thing on this. Uh, how's the van coming? What van? <laughs> It's coming, man. The starter I got uh, was wrong. It, was, it wasn't the right one, so I got to send it back and uh, order another one because they're just going to refund me my money. And now you're having truck problems. A little bit here and there. You're going to break my heart. I know. I've already broke your heart. I did it yeah. this morning. Barry, the man, was supposed to go with us opening weekend, and he ain't going now. He's having too many truck problems. You joints, ball joints. They lease trucks. <laughs> you gonna let me? You gonna pay for me to have a truck, Barry? You gonna pay for that lease? No, <laughs> and no. I'm not gonna lend you mine either. That's about I'm what I thought. There, uh... <laughs> I don't. I think all the extra vehicle farms I got are being used right now with yep. other people having issues. <laughs> so, no, I'm just speculating. I know you are. Anyway, what you what you what else you been up to? Dude, not a lot. No, no, it's been 
spark and come home and <laughs> forget cords and to bring to the podcast and all kinds of stuff. It's okay. What do you What do you mean? I'm just picking on you. I, I love cords. you. All right. So, like we said, we have uh, Mr. Barry Welty on with us, and before we get into everything else that he does for Ducks Unlimited and um, you know hunting conservation. What does somebody need to know about Mr. Barry Welty? Oh, probably that I'm getting to be an old fart. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> neither here nor there. Yeah. Uh, you know, started out, well, I taught vocation-wise. I taught school for 32 years here and taught a bull one year, uh, 30 with Harrodsburg, and the last year when they, when Harrodsburg Mercer Consolidated was there. So I retired in uh 2007 and it's been 16 years ago yeah past 16 years and uh went to work on the farm and i've been the seed consultant on our farm at caverndale farms in danville uh you know for the last 16 years so it's family oriented group and uh you know my two sons are there and they're uh and a nephew and they're basically doing the operation of the farms and and doing all the grain and all that and and it, it it's been fun it's yeah. been a lot of work at times it can get hectic and but other than that i enjoy it i i, I don't i really like to hunt and fish but i don't i can't do that every day yeah number one i don't have funds to do that <laughs> right because <laughs> it, it, it's not cheap and uh but it's a lot of fun and i've had some great times but uh so that, and I've been a volunteer from DU since, I was trying to think about it today, since 1993, I believe. I went to my first banquet at Danville at the Old Country Club in 92. And I think I volunteered to help them out to see if they needed somebody to do green wings. Because yeah. at that time, my two boys were getting to be, uh, they would have been uh, 10 and, uh, no, 11 and, and 8. Okay. So I want you know I want to get them involved right because they were involved in the outdoors that they wanted to be, and uh, you know so it went from there, and then I got a chance to be on the state conservation committee about I'm guessing 2005. Okay. And I went about three years, and then I become the chairman of that, and I've had that since then. And what is the chairman of? Ducks Unlimited to do for the state of Kentucky. We basically usually have one meeting a year, uh, but basically what the chairman does is help coordinate between the volunteers and also with DU biologists, uh, DU engineers, and the regional directors and all the uh, state committee people. Keep them informed of what's going on within the state and what we're trying to do far as uh, uh work within uh, the Commonwealth of Kentucky. Right. And uh, believe it or not, we are the, we have the second most impactful initiative in the nation. And what I mean by that is the Mississippi River there, that alluvial valley, the Mississippi alluvial valley, right. is number two on the uh, uh, North American water uh Waterfowl Conservation Act. And that's the prairie potholes are number one. Right. We're number two. So when it comes as far as getting money and doing grant money, 
and matching money, then that has a higher rank. So when we turn in projects, they can score a whole lot higher. We we actually, a couple of years ago, the, the biologist wrote a grant and it actually scored higher than prairie pothole regions. Really? For down in Ballard. Yes, yes. And those are very, very competitive. We've got some very sharp people that do, and I don't write the dang grants. But, yeah. But uh, <laughs> all, all I do is I want to know what the bottom line is. And we'll go through that yeah. later on yeah. throughout. The, but it's a very unique project. Very little that I know of that Ducks Unlimited doesn't have a match of at least two to one for meaning if they raise a dollar, it's going to be matched two more times. So that's going to make it three dollars. Yeah. A lot of times these matches are four and five times, and uh, it, it, it you know it's unreal uh, and what that money's being used for and to help can, uh, to conserve habitat or enhance it. Yeah, and it's not like D. You can go out. We we just don't have the operation money to go out and buy, and even though they do in the prairie pothole. They region, they do some. Yeah, I was just saying they do some. They fix it up, enhance it, get a easement act uh, conservation easement on it, and then they'll resell it to somebody. Yeah. and they can do that on depending on how the conservation easement is is written. They can't do the. There's probably some area in there where they can build a house or something like that. But you know, you're Majority not going to go for d- still, development. Yeah, yeah. still, still, yeah, and, still and, have to be conserved. Yeah, yeah. Just, just like along the Ohio River and the, the Mississippi River, you're not going to be able to build or do any projects on that stuff because it's in a floodplain, right? And, and nobody's going to be able to get insurance. Yeah. You couldn't afford to do that. No, nah. that, I mean, it, 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 it's interesting. Um, <laughs> And it's, well, I guess it to me it, it's a good thing to a point. Um, it, it's a good thing that uh, you know they DU goes in there and they fix it, and then they you know they they sell it you know somebody out, outside of DU. I, I'm not saying that you know oil DU should own you know five million or ten million acres. Yeah. Um, but it's good. Yeah, I mean, I I I think it's cool and unique that uh, you know that they can go in, they go in and, and they they do these you know conservation easements, and but then they you know sell it to somebody, um, but they have to keep it yeah. you know that way. Um, that that's pretty neat. So you know, do you doesn't own it, but they've got a lot of work in it. Yeah. Um, that's that's. That's pretty cool. Um, all all of that, and like I said, you know, we, yeah. Here in a minute, we'll uh, we'll break some of that down. Um, I, I know there's been, I believe, a couple different uh, projects going on in the state this past year. Yes. Um, but I guess first, you know, we kind of wanted to talk about talk about the banquet, how our banquet went. Um, well, I had a blast. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll let you <laughs> let you talk about it for a minute since that was really that was your first time being on the committee for it wasn't our much banquet. different than attending. I just had a few more responsibilities. Yeah, well, yeah. I, t- talk talk about your responsibilities for a minute. Oh well, um, you want to get a beer? Yes. Will you get me one? I will do. Thank you, Barry. You want something to drink? No, I've got a Pepsi. Here. All right. Well, so yeah, this is my first time uh, working the banquet. Out of curiosity, Barry, how many banquets have you worked? 
roundabout. It ain't gonna be on on the nose. Well, since '92, I guess. No, I didn't work that one. Years. Going from '93 on up, so that's gonna be thirty. That's the thirty banquets. Yeah, yeah. I got some I, catching I, up to do. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you know, they gave me that twenty-five European. I don't. Some of that the records they didn't keep records like they do now. Like they so, should. Well, <laughs> no, I mean that that was golly, that was in the past, and gee whiz. Uh, times times have changed a little bit. Yeah, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. No. No, I see. So yeah, some, this was my first banquet. Um, I was helping. Uh, Who are you helping? You were helping Weston. You were helping Weston. Yeah, I was you? helping Weston with the waterfowl package yeah. and the cooler slash chairs yeah. games, which was pretty easy. <laughs> Sold out pretty quick. Well, the waterfowl package did. We didn't have uh, as much luck with the chairs and the cooler as fast. I mean, we sold out, but yeah. it took a while. I thought it was. Uh, I thought it was really good. I, I think definitely from last year, where where I just attended last yeah. year, it was much. It felt like there was a lot more people there. Yeah. Than last year's. I I'd probably agree with that. Oh, there was probably fifty to sixty more yeah. people there. Um, you know that that had to be our largest banquet that I can ever remember attendance wise. That's what, and I wanted to ask you. You know, we had close to two thirty. I'm 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 really. I'm curious. Excited to see Tuesday night. Yeah. When we oh, get yeah. The numbers I can't wait. Back. Yeah. Some of them we may believe, some of them may not. But, uh, you know. Well. Let's put it this way. Ducks Unlimited for the state ended up with more money when we finished Saturday night than what they did start it out with. That, yeah, that's, you've, got, you've got to look at yeah. that pers- perspective. It was. Um, I'm just looking here. We had more gold sponsors. Yes. Uh, we had a, a maybe just a few less silver, but I think a lot of those because they moved up to gold. And we had like almost twenty more bronze right. than last than twenty twenty two. So I I thought that yeah I I thought that was one of the biggest banquets that I've been to for at least Wilderness Trail. Um, I thought it went you know, pretty smooth. Food was freaking awesome. Um, oh yeah, food you know, was killer. Had a, had a gr- <laughs> great time. Uh, yeah, we still got some things to improve on. It. Yes, oh, I, I, and we can do that. And, and yeah, uh, we can go from there. I, I think yeah, I, there's a couple things you know need to need to be better at. But uh, I, I I thought it was 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 pretty darn good, and uh, I'm just glad I got my shoveler bottle opener. <laughs> I'm, uh, I got out of there with some decoys. So yeah. Well, yeah, your your buddy won the waterfowl package, and then he gave you the decoy. So that was really yeah. nice of him. Well, that was real nice of him. Well, he doesn't hunt. Oh, he doesn't. No, he no. just came to this for the heck of it. Well, he sponsored he too. Brought, didn't he? he was a bronze sponsor for the heck of it. That's great. That's great. He said, I'll, "He said, you mean the food and the drinks are included, and I might be able to win a gun?" I said, "Yes, sir." He said, "Well, I'll bronze sponsor." That kept me in ten four, buddy. So did he win a sponsor gun or? He won the waterfowl. He won package. the waterfowl package. Yeah, yeah. gun there. Yep. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Hopefully, it'll be back. And, and people got to realize, not everybody that comes to our banquet or all the banquets within the state is a waterfowl hunter. Yes, yeah. our committee is very fortunate. The biggest majority of our guys are. Oh that, yeah. That's kind of unique in a way, but uh, you know, a lot of people who are major donors. 
are not waterfowl hunters because they see the advantage what you know what it does to help conserve and filter water for the whole environment you know it affects something like 900 different species of plants and animals that all use wetlands throughout the North America. And I'm not just including uh, uh, United States. You know, we're going on from Canada all the way down to Mexico. Right. That's what we're talking about because Ducks Unlimited has an influence all the way through all those areas. Okay. And, uh, you know, anything we can do at all to uh, help that. I know... In DU's policy, and I may be a little off on this because I haven't brushed up on it lately, but from their policy manual, events like we have, uh, dinner events like that, DU Nationals, that money goes to DU Nationals, and then it comes back and filters in through different regions yeah. for different projects and all that. And you've got, uh, they are, by their policy, they've got to, got to commit 7.5% back to Kentucky. Well, I think we raised uh, 60-some thousand throughout the state last year, and we're we're getting way better than that return on the dollar coming back into Kentucky. And, and you've got to realize when they do a project, yes, it is on state land because it's too expensive to go out and buy land and then try to develop it, you know. Uh, we wouldn't get much done. No. And all that. <laughs> uh, we'll let the private sector kind of do that. But... Uh, you know, when those guys go in and they stay and they, they contract those engineer or those developers go in and, and start doing a project, they're going to stay within. They're going to stay within the community. They're going to buy yeah. food. They're going to stay in hotels, and they're going to end up spending money in that community and all that. So right. that's that's a a great way to invest. As far as I, I'm, I'm my thinking, donated money and also some federal grant money. Right. That we as hunters or fishermen are paying for it anyway. Yep. Right. Yeah. Well, I just... Man, you're smart. He's sharp. I am so glad. You looked at me when you said that, and I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> he, I, he is just... I, you're just sharp. Well, no, it's just because I've... I've been had doing to it for learn a while. this. Yes, been doing it a while. That's, that's, He's got a little bit more experience than we do. Well, and I've got... To get in there and really look at, I don't study the numbers, but I mean, I talk to our our biologists and and our scientists and and talk with Bob Bezcor and you know to fill me in so I can learn this because part of the things a long time ago I, I was you know you have you got another group out there and I looked into them, but I really felt. DU could make the biggest and best impact on habitat. And I don't want to say their names because they do a good job too. And they, and they do some, some investigative research work. But I know a lot, lot, lot of what Ducks Unlimited do is research and, and it's all scientific based. Yes. You, know? you got to remember uh, the uh, chairman of, of DU's, uh, I believe she's a science coordinator or something like I can't remember what her her title is, but it's Karen Walt, Dr. Waldrup, who was at UK uh, with uh, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife, okay. and she was the uh, uh, wildlife, uh, basically executive chair for that for the wildlife, and and really she just excellent job, and you know, yeah. and then she left that job to go to DU, which so, was so great. she was with 
she Kentucky was Fish and Wildlife, and then yes. she went. To, oh, okay. Yes, yes. Heck yeah. And she's very, very knowledgeable and intelligent. She was actually, I believe, I think when she started out, she was the elk. She was in charge of the elk. Really? When it first started, if I'm not mistaken. Went from big game to. Yeah, and, and that, yeah, but I mean, she, she is sharp. Yeah. Very intelligent. That name, I don't know why that, it may have been from from DU's podcast, or I, or it may have been, that last name sounds awfully familiar. Yes, yeah. I don't know if she was on the, did you watch that? Well, she was, she's been at state banquets before. That may, may, that may be why. And um, she always goes to the Elkhorn Banquet yeah. in Frankfurt. Oh, that's, that's pretty dang on cool that somebody from Kentucky Fish and Wildlife, you know, formerly... You know, Come now, on over. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's on. Got poached. Yeah, it's on DU now. Um, well, there was some helpings. There, there was, yeah. Oh, there, sure. there was several from various Kentucky chapters that wrote letters of recommendations. Yeah. Oh, yeah. For were you, her. Were you one of them? I didn't say that. <laughs> I said there was several. <laughs> may have made some phone calls <laughs> so you are the state conservation chair for du yes is that right i got kentucky, that right kentucky ducks Unlimited. yep what does holding that position entail you know what's as being that chair what what what, what is all what all does that involve Basically, we usually try to have a meeting once a year, and it's kind of, since COVID, it's been kind of, uh, we've kind of taken a a backdoor meet as actually meeting, physically getting together. Yeah. And we will go and review and look at different wetlands that we may have done or projects we've done. Uh, But but we also talk about, during that time, we talk about uh, getting... Uh, what we're going to be able to do for this coming years? Yeah, and work on those projects like. So you're looking there. at so you're looking at like a, a year or two in advance. Uh, we're actually looking at three and five, three five years. Okay. Yes, and and getting not us, but getting fish and wildlife, and possibly du getting their engineers together yeah. to get all that put because people don't realize. A governmental organization going in doing dealing with water. Yeah, you've got so many entities to deal with that it takes three to five years of planning just to get that done. Okay? And get stuff approved and get it yeah. approved, and then the biggest key is getting the money for it. Yeah, because DU doesn't doesn't do anything until they've got the, the money, money for it, in, or they've got a pledge in hand. Yeah. That they're going to do that, so uh, you know, and I thank goodness I don't have to handle that part of this. That's the reason why we got director of development at Thomas Bennett who does that, yeah. and uh, really, really nice young guy that uh, is from Frankfurt originally, and uh, he's been on board. And this is the first time Kentucky has actually had a person just for that state. We used to have to share within five states. But now really? we've got one, yes, and that just came on board. Well, there was another guy before him that he got called back to Georgia before he ever got a chance to move up here. 
because Georgia, they've do, they're doing a director development, and you know they're looking at, you know, they're looking at very very big major donors, uh, and all that. And I'm not saying we, some of us can eventually be a major donor if we want to be. You know, it just right. You know, it, it they've got the process laid out where it's not that that difficult to do. I thought that was a big big challenge 35 years ago, and. Uh, but I found that's it's it's not all that hard. Like now, now, now it doesn't seem like that big, no, big of a challenge. No, no. no. Well, you no, said it's gonna be done. So, uh, yeah, just don't give me the rambling because I'll. I'll oh, ramble you're good. Sometime. You're good. I was just gonna say. So you said you know that you all have these meetings. You know, you try to have them once a year. Yes. As you're talking about with the the conservation committee, is I that, do that... it separate. We come in on Friday afternoons usually, yeah. and we'll do a site visit slash meeting. It's a joint meeting with Fish and Wildlife. Okay, we'll get as many wildlife uh, biologists or WMA managers together that we can for that area and go over that. Uh, for example, now we're, we're 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 not having a meeting, but we are going to go visit. Ballard WMA, November sixteenth. That's on a Thursday. Okay. And I, and I know not all, but <laughs> most of my conservation committee will be down there, and yeah. and they'll take a look at that. We're going to visit at one thirty to see all the different new things that we've got going on. And I don't know if you, I haven't been down there since we uh, looked at it uh, two years ago. But the front slough that <laughs> what we went from. Yeah. Was a culvert that or two from that front slough at Ballard to a water control structure that's concrete. And of course, there was a road over the culverts and they went over that, but there were some, you know, issues. It, it, it could get eat out and everything, make yeah. floods. But now they got all those concrete ones and they got the level uh, uh, stop logs that go in there and what they can do to control water it looks down there, so unreal. much better yeah and, and i if mean you, if you go back and look on yeah probably on facebook we yeah. had some old pictures of that yes uh and what they did and, and what happened was when they dropped that down to get it dry enough so they could put that concrete structure in uh and then fill it back you know during that summer they found walter's millet and if you don't know about uh, a, a native duck food, you need to read about Walter's Millet. Very, yeah. very similar to barnyard grass, very similar to Japanese uh, millet. Japanese millet, okay. But it's a whole lot heavier. It, it's a better producer than barnyard grass. And Walter, that whole front slough was just covered with it and, and some smart, smart weed also, yeah. natural duck food. Yeah. Which you wouldn't be able to plant in that front slough anyway, but I... That was great to have that, but they they can actually control the water. Yeah. I'll talk about I'll talk a little bit more about Ballard when we get into okay when okay we, we talk about what we're doing yeah I don't want to get ahead of myself. Well, I think is that gonna be what your next question was? Yeah, that was on the what? on the agenda. Yeah, <laughs> what 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 projects is. Do you had going on? Yep, that was the next one. So. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll so right yeah. into it, yeah. Barry. <laughs> in about 2000, and I may be wrong on this date, in 2017, they got some grant money and some private donation money. They had, there was 53 of us that attended a meeting down at uh, 
Ballard WMA, and we went through the whole thing, and we were going to design that because Ballard basically had been set up as a WMA for, for goose hunting. Well, folks, the geese haven't been down since I think 97, basically, maybe a little bit in 99, but they don't come down that far anymore. We just don't get bad enough weather to push them down, and, you know, they're kind of lazy like us, and they're going to stop if they've got open water and still got food that they can get to and with no-till farming and i'm we're in farming and i understand no-till farming and i don't i understand why farmers do that it is it, it's proper for them and it keeps the soil in good shape but you know goose geese can't have a kind of a buffet out there at night and right and all that so the change is so we go to duck hunting and ballard is uh we have we had 53 uh Biologists, myself and Mike Huff and Bob Bezcourt, I think were the only ones who was not with a uh, uh, state agency, and uh, and they were all biologists or federal biologists. We had them from from uh, uh, Tennessee. We had them from uh, Louisiana, Arkansas. Missouri, Indiana, Illinois, Iowa. I think there was 53 people all together. And we went through that whole thing, and we designed that fish. And, of course, Kentucky Fish and Wildlife was there, too. And we were able to take that thing and design Ballard as if money was no object, mm. but we all knew down the line it was, and what we could do. Now, here, here's the thing that you got to realize, okay? With Ballard... The water that is pumped up from Ballard comes from a pump, pump that's about in the middle of the refuge, okay? And yep. the north end of the refuge is uphill. Yep. So all that water has to get from that big pump has to go uphill. Oh. Now, the thing, and they also fish and wildlife, when they, after we, we did, had this meeting and we got a plan going, Fish and Wildlife did go and had a smaller, or they had a group that was within the community there at Ballard and got those people to work together. What, because what people doesn't don't realize is all the people around there, not, not all, most of the people around there depend on Ballard to get pumped up so they can tr get water to trickle yeah. over onto their, their wetlands and all that. So it was very important and very influential. And... and I don't think they had too much pushback from that, or at least I haven't heard it. Now, it, it, there may be down in that area, there may be yeah. some pushback. I, but I don't know. I don't. I haven't heard that. I know from our 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 feelings is that yeah, we get that. But now Ballard's eight thousand acres. At that yeah. time, we were only able to put. Uh, Ballard was only able to put 1,800 acres of water on that. Well, we all know right. ducks like, or geese like dry land. Right. So a lot of it was open cornfields, regions, and stuff like that. Ducks do not. They want water. Oh, yeah. Okay, shallow yeah. water. Yeah. So that's one of the things. We're trying to get more water down there. And I'm, I don't know. I think when we get all the projects done, we'll be able to get about – uh, close to 3,000 acres. Okay. So. Now, people got to realize there's there's two differences. Two differences between the Ohio River, which north of Ballard is on the Ohio, yeah. 
and you get over in the boat right, and that's on the Mississippi. Mississippi, yeah. Okay. What they have is Ohio River has ridges and swells. And what has happened is when, when the Ohio River has backed up, it has carved out through the years and everything, and it's left big sand deposits. Yeah. Well, sand deposits is not good for wetlands, okay? No. you got to have that clay in there. Well, the Mississippi is not like that and doesn't have those. So, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're going to – if you dig a hole on that side, yeah. that, that down, part – Down towards it, boat, right, you're going to yeah, have better. You're yeah. gonna, it's going to – yeah, and you'll have bigger ones. That's the reason why it's very difficult around here to get a big wetland going because we just don't have the topography for it no. or the soil types. But anyway, so I don't miss my thought here. Uh, so that's the reason why all of Ballard can't be underwater right. because it's got those. And I mean, you don't have a big enough pump to pump. Well, oh, you're going that. uphill. Yeah, you, you, well, yeah. well, but you don't have a big and, enough. If that area's got got sand ridge and in the there, soil, yeah, you, you can't keep it from growing. So that's that's what we've tried to do and work on and, and go from there. And that was a very neat project. I'm hoping. I haven't heard anything about Ballard or Boatwright being a review, but I, that's the one we're chomping at to bit because we think we can do a whole lot more for that area down there than what has been done. But now they've got some good areas too. You, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm up here in central Kentucky. I just don't hunt that area right. all the time. Don't don't know exactly what to do. I'd hate to freelance down there because <laughs> I wouldn't know what, what the hell well, I'm doing. I, I'd, I, I'd have to have somebody take me and lead yes. me and go from there. So going from there, that was, that was about 2017. This is where things have kind of moved. So yeah, 2017 or 18, I can't remember the exact date. Uh, but we've moved along since that. DU wrote a not one million NACA uh, NACA grant. Now NACA is a North American wall uh, North American conservation, I think, waterfowl act. Okay, yeah. that's a federal act, and there's money out there, but you've got to match it. And like we wrote for a one million dollar grant, along with Fish and Wildlife, uh, we got two point four million to preserve and enhance. Uh, some of the acres down there at, at Ballard. And, and that was the first project we did was a pecan grove unit, which was put in about a new 40-acre uh, hunting uh, unit there. And also the front, front, front slough infrastructure controlled that water. Now, remember, this is, you know, we're, we're engineering for the 21st century where it wasn't engineered beforehand and a lot of it was piecemeal and I'm not faulting fish and wildlife because they've yeah. been real good to work with. And my buddy, Mark Flashpover was the biologist that came from Missouri and he really helping. He was with DU. He had about five States, but he really worked in Missouri and Kentucky. Yeah. And I told him my job was to keep him busy in Kentucky every yeah. day, but we don't have enough money to, keep him doing that but uh, and he's he's still with du but he's kind of moved on but anyway he was the one that got him the idea i said let's don't piecemeal all these units hunting units on a wma let's go through and let's redevelop and get them up to 21st century yeah and that's what i'm hoping to be at ballard too that's that's that will help i'm excuse me at Boatwright will help it quite a bit and right now they're working on a structure at Shelby Lake and also Butler Lake. 
and it's going to add, it's going to help enhance about 246 acres of wetlands. Okay. The big, big thing is when they were doing, if, if you know Ballard down in that area, and I hope I get this right, I think it was the, the Smithland Lock and Dam. They went in and, God, they've been working on that thing 40 years. I don't know if they've got it finished <laughs> or not. But anyway, anytime you go through and they put in a, a, a lock and dam or a road or whatever, then you they have to replace, if they destroy a wetland, you, they have to do it somewhere else, okay? Well, when they started that thing, they got a big pump, and it sits in the middle of, of, of Ballard, okay? Well... We found out the way water flows and all that. We need that pump all the way up in the front end of it, okay? And that's up in the, to be able to pump from the Ohio River into uh, the front slough up there, so that it goes all the way down through. Well, so, it's, so, it, so it would so trickle down flow. instead of just being in yes. the middle. You know, you would put it yes. towards the top and then let it come yes. down. I mean, that would yes. make sense. Yeah. Yeah, because a lot of times what has happened is. The managers that that down at Ballard, yeah, will because of the way their their water situation, the way it flows is, they would have to close the whole unit and flood the whole thing instead of doing a gradual piece accession. by piece. Yes, yeah, and move it up. That way, the ducks will move around, but they'll also have food there. Yeah, for all uh, you know the the whole season. They move around. To that. That's right, and uh, you know, and it's going to take. You know, with COVID, excuse me, after COVID, the just the cost of construction and, yeah. and pumps and stuff like that, and and then getting them, you know, we're going to come up with about four point five million dollars to do that down there, and hopefully we can get it done by next summer. Yeah, but uh, I think they've just let the bids on that and all that. Now, you know, and I know for for other constituents that are not in the sloughs. Down at Henderson, in that area. Yeah. And that's the reason why the sloughs and Ballard and boat riding on down to, to Fulton have a little bit more emphasis is, is because they're in that second group of initiative projects in that Mississippi Alluvial Valley because we've right. lost so many hardwoods of those natural hardwoods there, uh, wetlands that, you know, <sighs> It's easily get money. It's more easily to get match money for that. So what we've done, and in since then is we have applied for commissioner permits, and we've actually been awarded. The first one uh, would have been in twenty twenty one, I think, when I applied, and we got that done. And that's where if you get a chance to see the uh, twenty twenty three state conservation report. On the back, it talks about it. Boone, uh, Boone WMA, and that's located in Henry County. And what we're trying to do is we're getting these commission waterfowl permits, and we sell them to make money. And all that money has to go back for us. It has to go back for habitat in Kentucky. And what we're trying to do yeah. is connecting some of these dots on some of these other places that Fish and Wildlife has that has a wetland, but it needs to be enhanced or maintained using a water control structure, levee structures, and all that. And we got that first one done uh, last spring. No, 
last spring is when we went up to visit it. And, you know, it's an, I know it's only 10 acres, but it's an outstanding-looking project and, and all that. And, uh, you know, that's some, some place that people can go and, well, go I, and I, hunt up there. And that's, that's about an hour and 15, 20-minute drive from it, here. It, it's something – it's like you said. I mean, it's 10 acres, and I want to do something real quick. you got to clap. It's only 10 acres, but – it is. Yeah, so so that's what what we've done, it, and because uh, we want to spend that money, the committee, yeah, and the people within the state committee, I've convinced them we need to take that money and use it somewhere else besides <coughs> Ballard, Boatwright, right? Because we can get bigger bigger grants to to do the work we need to do there it, and uh let me add one more thing yeah go ahead Mary. the state just ended up buying a, a farm and i don't ha- i'm not sure how many acres it is down at uh yellow bank wma in breckenridge county okay this is not very far from the ohio river i haven't had a chance to go see it yet but the contract went out for the water control structure and we're going to be able to enhance, I know, at least 10, 15, at least 15 more acres, up the possibility of 43 from work that they've got done. And they're telling me if they can get the structure, they can get it in down there before season Start, ends. Before season ends? Well, okay. maybe even before season starts. Well, that'd okay. be huge. Uh, you know, if they can get in, you know, it also all depends on, I don't think the Ohio River is going to come up that much well, right now. I mean, it, it's it's pretty low. It, it. It, it better rain. And they got some levee work to do too with some rock, but we got that aluminum structure going. And we're talking about a structure that's that's going to last fifty years or more. Yeah. And uh, you know, got that designed, and and hopefully it'll be in, and and they can get the rock in there, and and we worked, we partnered with a going back to the Boone track. We also partnered with the League of Kentucky Sportsmen for okay. each one of the districts there to get some money to do that. So, I mean, this idea of match is just, you know, we try to use that to every advantage that we can. You know, they've yeah, got money, yeah. they've got to spend, but as working together, we can get a bigger project right. going. Okay? Well, you get you get two or three, you know, different, you know, DU, you know, game you know, and fish. It's going to be with Fish and Wildlife and yeah. League of Kentucky Sportsmen. Yeah. You know, or any other group that wants yep. to do some work with us, uh, we got a, we got, we got, and then of course we applied for the commission uh, tags again this year, so we've got them three years in a row. Now we haven't sold and collected money. The first one we we made about ten thousand dollars. We spent about ten thousand dollars on the boom track. Uh, this next one we're going to spend uh, about fourteen thousand at at Yellow Bank. Okay. And this coming year, we got those permits up for sale. So we, you'll be looking on Facebook. We'll probably be, no, excuse me. We'll be using them off the DU webpage. Bob, Bob will end up doing that. Yeah. We'll, we'll try to get some email blast out on those. And that's for an extra turkey tag. And that won't be that won't happen till next year, 25. Yeah. Okay. be 25, yeah. No, wait a minute. Wasn't it? 24. Tag was in 23, so it's going to be in 24. Okay. Okay. Elk permit, uh, yeah. di- an extra deer permit, and a waterfowl permit. Buck or doe? It's a buck. Okay. Yeah. Well, you can take a doe if you want to. I just say I know people that would 
be chomping to shoot another buck. Yeah. I just want to go back real quick to something you you said, uh, what was the one in Boone? You said it was like 10 acres? Yeah, it was in Henry County. It's called the Boone, Boone WMA. You know, it's I, up there on the Kentucky River. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I don't think it should really I mean, matter. You know, 10 acres, I'm, I mean, 10 acres is 10 acres. Yeah, uh, I mean, uh, there should be two parties should be able to hunt that, yeah. you know, if they cooperate with right, each other. Right, right. Uh, you know, when, when a water condition, right. right. Um, you know, so I, I just, I mean, that's, it shouldn't, you know, to me, it shouldn't matter, you know, how big, you know, I mean, yeah. I don't five acres, 10 acres. It, it doesn't matter. I mean, it helps. It helps a lot. Right. And, and, and I want our members to see that and we're just not concentrating in one area. Well, we're trying to keep a big yep. open scope and okay, let's take a look at around here. Kentucky River. Right. Okay. That historically, excuse me, that if you look at everything else that Ducks Unlimited done would be a place for a wetland to be. But now, folks, <laughs> when you got rock bluffs, yep. for most of that, on either side, that on either side, <laughs> yeah. you don't have too many wetland areas no. <laughs> down no. there. You know, and that's what Start it, seeing what ducks nesting be. on the cliffs, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think. That. <laughs> that ain't gonna happen. I think they got some of the peregrine falcons to do that when yeah. they started that, but I don't. I I don't think we're gonna see. You ain't gonna see I, too I doubt it. You know, unless we get into the eiders and the puffers right. or or what. And I don't hey, know I'm down for some eiders here. Yeah, I don't know if we're gonna see too many of them here in yeah. Central Kentucky, along the Kentucky so, River. Yeah. So that's basically, you know, that's basically what we do as as. Uh, we got to make it. You you have to make it make sense. Yeah, and uh, you got to be reasonable and everything. And you know, let's put it this way: our relationship with fish and wildlife was not the greatest in the world at one time. I can remember that. Yeah, but it has made a one. You know, it, it's made a one eighty change. Yeah, and and I couldn't ask for any better people to work with. Good. You know, we've got we've got good staff that work with yes they're limited you know people don't don't understand they've got down at boat right and, and ballard are sixteen thousand acres yeah that's they've uh, got now, well I'm, I'm gonna get these numbers way wrong they've got a hundred and they've got 160 to 200 and some acres just of gravel road they've got to maintain yeah God yeah almighty. so so people Driving wonder about why you know and they're gonna have to do some mowing and they wonder why sometimes then you got to deal with the flooding, yeah, and why they don't get crops planted. Well, a lot of that's in the in the farmers' contracts that that bid those out that place a yeah. bid for that uh, for them to do some I, certain you things. Ain't, you, so it, you it, aren't promised it. it. You know they they run them with a very skilled crew, and then you turn around and you look at they have fishing, they have hunting. You know you got turkey hunting and. Deer hunting, and yeah. then you got waterfowl season. So, right, I mean, you got all those. Uh, you know, it <coughs> with a very limited staff, that's tough to do, yeah. You know, and golly, well, I mean, you talking about what you said, you said what 180 acres of just gravel roads, 100, uh, miles of gravel, roads. 180 miles of just gravel roads to yeah. keep up with. Something I mean, like that's that. a lot, heck yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, just gravel. I, I mean, 190 miles. What's it? Uh, what's it to Prestonsburg from here? Well, I don't. I don't know what it is, but I mean, I know them roads. Gosh, Almighty! Them roads down in I know you know in Southeast Missouri, them roads in in Arkansas. I mean, your county. <laughs> I mean, it's gravel. Yeah, and that's, that's and it. I, by God, it takes a lot. And to I may keep be up off with. on that, but I, yeah, it may it's be, still a lot. They uh, have a lot. Ballard's got a lot. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I've never Broadway been there. Broadway. I don't exactly know how big it is, but 180 miles doesn't sound unreasonable to well, me. Well, let, let me throw this out to you. During duck season, if you got extra time, it, 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 it'll be a little bit out of your way to go to Arkansas. Right. But you can go through and go across uh, uh, Cairo or whatever. to Up to, to Cairo? Get, yep. Yeah. Yep. To get over and get on, what, 57? I believe. Or 55. 55. 55 and take it down there. Yep, 55. That would be worthwhile because I know you're dead and tired, so you want to do when you're going over. Uh, <laughs> well, it's it's going dark. Over do it on the way there. Yeah, yeah. So you can see that front slough and, and just look at Because some of that's off limits to, to driving, you know, except for right. them yep. going to the different units and everything. But it, it it's worth your while to go down there and see that it just it blows your mind and and I, when they first took me down there I said Lord knows don't get lost with somebody because they'll never find me I mean that, <laughs> yeah. that would be a good place a dumping off place if you wanted to, yeah out the, uh, uh dump off your enemy or something <laughs> I would think it's out in the middle of nowhere we we go that way uh, you know through over across through Cairo. Um, when we go out, the snow goose hunting, we go over okay. through Missouri, um, where the two rivers meet and, and everything like and that, that. That's a unique place. There, it too. is. Oh yes, boy, it is. Uh, I mean, you've got you've got the Ohio, yeah, the Ohio Mississippi oh. River meeting, and just yeah, a couple hundred yards from it, by God, there's a cornfield. <laughs> and I mean, it's like uh, that water, and we've we've seen that that same. Last year, that same cornfield that we saw, and it had a bunch of—I think it had a bunch of candidates in it. Uh, two years ago, it was underwater. Um, I mean, just—it's. It, I bet it's. <laughs> Lee seen water on that road that you go across the bridge to Cairo before. What is it? When he was down. Have you? Re- Murray. Lee, Lee has. has? Yeah. He's really? Seen it, yeah. Not real deep, but. You but know. still. That's. Yeah. I mean. That like it was like uh, they had warning signs up like for these little pull offs like you couldn't pull off over to the side because the water was up and yeah it's uh it gets really close to that road uh, when y'all go snow goose hunting yeah that's uh, yeah. okay uh, that yeah that's why we go out out there um, man it's, gosh I could just pick your brain about so much stuff Barry now you you were talking about changes i've seen yeah well that's what i was gonna ask probably some of the biggest changements i've seen that really have helped conservation and we haven't used it very much in kentucky is the conservation easements yeah because we can use those easements as matching funds within a a grant either for knock or one of the others and it helps us count on that money matching money and it can be done that and that it's a complicated issue, but it can lower. If you write a conservation easement, it goes. It's perpetual. Goes on your deed in the courthouse. 
then it could lower your tax assessment yes. that you're being accessed for. Now, what does that mean? That just means you can't build or or construct something on whatever acres you put in the easement. Do you have to do your whole farm? No. no. Uh, so I mean, it's no different than that. if I bought five acres from Grant back here and we put an easement in the deed that he gets to keep his road to get back to his field. Right. It'd be the same thing same, as doing, yeah. same you're doing this. And type of thing. Yeah. But I can't I mean, build my house on that road. No, like, right. no, no, you just set aside that acre that you're going to right. do and, and all that. Of course, you got to apply with all the county yeah, all the stuff. And yeah. But that easement, that easement, uh, you know, you can still farm it. You can yep. still uh, take timber off of it, uh, graze it, pasture it, whatever. I mean, it's not any different than a lot of the others. It's just part of the conservation yeah. thing. And it went, yeah. another thing that people don't really think about is you're hearing a lot, or at least I'm, I'm hearing a lot, about the farm bill. Our farm bill yes. has expired, and it's ready. It's ready to come, come up for... <sighs> Hopefully they'll get something going on the farm bill. Hope so. Bill real soon since we've got a, got a uh, majority leader now. But they're uh, <laughs> yeah. No, that, we only, won't get that, it. that only took what two months to finally get yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Was it only two? I thought it was longer. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm tired. God Almighty! But anyway, a farm bill. Eighty percent of that is nutrition on the farm bill. The other twenty percent is. <laughs> Basically, for farms, okay, yeah, or farming or any type of farming, you know, are you getting a program. beer? Yeah, would you like one, please? And there, you know, there is conservation money in there, and I know one of the biggest things that we're oh, there's concerned a lot with is reducing that. the The NACA grant is one of the best programs of federal government because they make entities match money. Yeah. which increases that revenue. you got these activities taking place that some some construction firm or engineering firm and all that are doing work within these different smaller uh, communities, and most of them are not, they're not going to be toward the bigger cities, okay? No. I'm not saying that. I'm not going to it couldn't happen there because there has been. But... They're doing that, and it's spreading it out, and, and, you know, it puts us in pretty good shape as far as getting, seeing things done, and, you know. Well, if you reduce that and all that, just like for the state of Kentucky, this uh, Pittman-Robinson funds where they take, when you buy ammo or you buy uh, 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 fishing, any fishing tackle or anything or guns, and there's a certain tax you're going to be paying for that when you buy it whether you realize it or not oh yeah and that comes back and it can be spent in the state of kentucky yeah i mean it all goes uh all your ammo and stuff it goes back towards the state but the yeah the, the i hope they get that the stuff with the, with the farm bill rolling soon yes um and of course, I'm, that, that, I'm I'm interested in it too because of well, the farming aspects. Got, of it. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's I mean, kind of dual purpose right, there. Right. I mean, that's uh, yeah, you know, for for me and you both, there, there's two aspects of that: the farming and the conservation. 
Um, so you've been around this for a while. So you've been volunteering with DU since 90, 92, 93? Yeah, something like that. And So how long have you been duck hunting or you know, waterfowl hunting? Well, I started in the winter of 88. 88, so uh, I was 30, 35 years, yeah, somewhere around there. Before duck hunting, I was doing uh, uh, quail hunting. Okay. There was some quail where I grew up Yeah, and all that, and then once I finished. Where are you, where, where are you from originally, Barry? I'm originally from the big city of Milton, Kentucky. I don't even have a slice idea where that is. That M-I-L-T, is Milton? Milton, M-I-L-T-O-N. That is the... Not a clue. Northernmost town in Trimble County. Trimble County is located up in northern uh, northern Kentucky on Ohio River. Northwest, right, yeah, northwestern Kentucky, isn't it? Nope, it's it's about is it really? straight up from here. Okay, it's halfway. Madison, Indiana, is across from it. Okay. We're, okay, yeah. Carrollton. I got you. And, yeah, where Carrollton is. Yeah. Yeah, Carrollton's up up. Uh, that, that's uh, that was okay. our arch rival. Okay. All, <laughs> all right, I got Carrollton you. Was there, and then you got. You got Oldham County on the side, so yeah. You know, Cincinnati and Louisville were. Well, you're about right, about right. They yeah. were almost in the middle, right in between them, close yeah. to it. And uh, you know, I grew up there and and uh, graduated, went to started teaching, but also coached too. So coaching kind of interfered with any type of quail hunting yeah. or whatever. And '77 and '78, boy, those two winters about wiped it out. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it was very hard on small games, any type of game. Okay, I guarantee you, they 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 migrated south, true migration. Yeah, seventy seven, seventy eight, and uh, was that that's big freeze, wasn't it? Big freeze, deep snow. I mean, I, mean, uh, I saw you could 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 you walk, you could walk across the Ohio. I don't. I don't know about that. I know. I know. I, Her- it, it was Harrington like froze over in Louisville. Harrington yeah, froze over. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I want. I want to say in Louisville, you could like walk across. So hot. You probably yeah. Could. Call your dad. I, I, he, yeah, he would. He would know too. I, I mean, well, my yeah, on D fives wouldn't start. It was like negative sixty three. I mean, they took high lifts and bulldozers. To clean these side roads. Yeah. You know. Big snow boy. My my wife. We need one of them. Taught school at Madison County. We weren't married. Here. But uh, she went. uh, They went. She taught at Madison Center. We went the first week after uh, Christmas. Yeah. First of New Year's. Then we. She didn't go back to school for something like. March twenty fifth. Oh, oh my lord! Yeah. Wow. That was over in Madison Central. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my goodness. Of course, I taught at Harrodsburg. And yeah. City schools. We were out a long time yeah. too. What did you teach, Barry? I don't think you touched on that. I didn't. I didn't. I, I taught health and PE for some part of my career. Career, middle school science. So I've got kind of a science background, not biology, but health and PE. And he's over here smoking up. Pack of cigarettes every five touched, hours. I haven't touched one since I've been here. Since he's been here, I'll give <laughs> since him that. he's been here. Okay, but I may take a commercial break. Right? Yeah, <laughs> had to put a break in this thing. Oh boy! So, so you know, and, and that so coaching, been, that that kind of 
when my boys got old enough, I decided, hey, I'm spending so much time. Yep. I'm away from them. So I went, you know, I retired from coaching and, and went to. Got sick of spending time with other people's there. kids. Well, yeah, and don't get me wrong, I enjoyed every minute of it. Oh, yeah. yeah. And, and we I'm had, just picking on you. Yeah, we had some really good teams here because I had some good players and, and here at Harrisburg. And, uh, but, so I got, Don Pelly was a good friend of mine. He's the one that actually got me into duck hunting. Okay. He was a biology teacher, and him and I always had a, we, you know, we always enjoyed wetlands and outdoorsy stuff, fishing and hunting and he took me to Green River. It was flooded. We were up in Casey Creek. Yeah. Standing alone, I had a hair pair of, of uh, rubber hip boots. Now you all <laughs> that leaked. They weren't neoprene. They were I was about rubber. to say not neoprene. They rubber. Yeah. They were rubber, and they leaked. <laughs> Boy, he set you up good. Well, I know, but. You got to know Don. Yeah. Don's a great person. Enjoyed him. But, uh, so yeah, he's the one that kind of got me into 30, 35 years. Yeah. And Does it seem like it's been 35 years? I hadn't really counted that, paid that much attention <laughs> to it. <coughs> Speaking of, I'm sorry about that. No, you're, I was looking, I thought there was something on no. my mic. I've been, uh, so duck hunting. You got a duck species? Oh, you wanted me to ask my question. Yeah. 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 So, what's your favorite duck species? Or, let me rephrase, waterfowl in general. Waterfowl in general, probably, probably, yeah, a green-winged teal, because they can embarrass you uh, sometimes the way they get in there. And and people think they fly faster than what they are. They're actually not as fast uh, as what a lot of people think. There's other species that outfly them. Oh, yeah. But, uh Probably, probably the neatest species is a Labrador duck. You remember those, Barry? No, you, not quite. They've been extinct. Are you sure? Years, but I've got a pair of decoys, buddy. You Did about you had really? me there. I was like, "Is this a joke?" No, <laughs> yeah. no. Were they, they messing with me? Uh, about a hundred years. Do you remember? Yeah, maybe a little bit longer than that. I, I think they had like one or a pair that was somewhere in New York in yeah. like 1918, but that was like the dead. last pair. Yeah, yeah. So but I, almost 200 years. I, we had a set at our uh, – I got a guy to carve them, and these are – man, he was an excellent carver and, yeah. and all that. But these were out of foam. Yeah, them. About like that? Yeah. God, that's yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah, they are. That they're is a cool-looking cool duck. duck. Yeah, they're the, the – uh, I'm not sure. I think they lost – And I love the their, name. Their, yeah. their uh, food supply. But they were – and their population wasn't real, real high in the, in the first place. Well, I have heard uh, several different – they're – you know, everybody likes to make stuff anymore and clone stuff and that apparently – uh, within the next like three or four years, there's there's three there's three things that they're trying to bring back. One of them is a woolly mammoth. Apparently, they've got DNA that they're gonna try to. They're about the Jurassic Park some animals back. That they're gonna try and put in an elephant, and then they're gonna move it to like Canada, and they're gonna woolly mammoth Canada again. 
Um, God, that'd be cool. The other one is a Labrador duck. Not in a layout blind in Canada. That Could you imagine sitting it no. sitting in a pea field no. up in Canada? And, and here comes a mammoth. And instead no. of a moose, you've got a mammoth. By God, no. Uh, so, no. so you got a mammoth, mammoth, uh, Labrador duck. They're gonna try and bring it the Labrador duck back. And there's one other. Well, I didn't have clue on that. I didn't either. I do. I, I feel like I heard I about the mammoth. To say maybe some kind of pigeon. It, what what? Would have been a carrier uh, a passenger, passenger passenger pigeon. pigeon. Yeah. Dodo they're, bird. They're, they're wanting to try to. Wanting, I want the dodo bird. It, that may have been one. There, there's three, and it was either a pigeon or the. Now that you say the dodo bird, that sounds better. But yeah, they're 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 genetic. Yeah, passenger pigeon. See that last one was. Oh gosh, where was? It? Yeah. In Kentucky, I think. Yeah. No, Cincinnati Zoo. Yep. I think um, one of the last ones died. But they're if you go to Bernheim Forest, they have a mount of of single huh, last species, pigeon. yeah, that they had. Uh, but they're wanting to bring like all the like within like the next couple of years. Hey, I'm all for Jurassic Park and some animals back, just not dinosaurs. Um, um, I'm I mean, not totally I, I, opposed. I think it would be cool, but um, but yeah, no, La- Labrador duck I know was one of them, and the woolly mammoth was one of them, and. The more that I God think about it. dodo bird, it, it's that's sounding more like it. But it's probably pasture pigeon. Of course, one of the biggest things that hurt them was the chest losing the chestnut tree. Oh, huh. black blight. People don't realize that chestnut was used yeah. by a lot of animals. The the population was for the pigeon. The pasture pigeon was like astronomical, and then yeah. it just went poof. Yep. yep. I mean, just ridiculous. Um, all right. We kind of we kind of went down a duck hole on that one. So green wing teal, that's a good choice. I love love me some green wings, man. They're just like you said. They're not the fastest. I tr- trust me. I, I've seen canvas backs. I mean, just and they're gone. But it's like the way that they're acrobatics yes. of a green wing teal. I mean, just, it's just like oh, all right. Spin. You think they're gonna cut right here, and then nope. We're going right back the other way, and then and they might even make that initial cut. Yeah, but they cut right back, almost like a running back in football. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, but we didn't have a whole lot of them last year, did we? That's usually our uh, limit filler. Oh yeah, yes. That's the one that makes makes the limit. Yeah, they they they're they're very very appreciated, and they eat really good. Yes, they do. That Uh, is a fact. That's what we had in the gumbo, wasn't it? Oh heck, man! I I don't remember any kind of thing in that gumbo. You probably put just about anything; it would taste so good. Grant Spoonbills went in that gumbo. <laughs> I, my, I, I've put. We won't discuss that. No. Well, I made some. Uh, I made or some, jambalaya. I'm sorry, that's yeah, what we had. We didn't have jambalaya. Gumbo. That's all right. I too. made some some uh, tacos. Uh huh. With uh, snow geese, I don't know, a couple months ago, tasting fine. You know, I, I don't know what. I'm starting to wonder about all these bad things that I've heard about all these birds for so many years. Oh, spoons, they just, they're terrible. It's a mental, mental thing. They taste good to me. Yeah. Well, Snows all day, they're just awful. It depends on uh, what they've been eating, you know. If they've yeah. been in there eating rice or whatever, I, they're... They're no different than a mallard. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, if it's in a bag and it's frozen, I'll yeah. eat it. Yeah. <laughs> Barry? Don't make me no difference. We're talking about, talking about hunting now. Let's see. You know, we what what what's two of your favorite hunts of all time? Oh yeah, 
I forgot. I forgot that. What's your two favorite? Probably the. Don't probably the first one was when he took Brett down the Green River and he got his first duck. There you go. Because he ended up, and I, I think we've still got it. I don't think he's got it. But we gave him a book for Christmas that didn't have any page, you know, page, what, anything written on it, yeah. a plain book. And he wrote the story to his second grade, third grade teacher, my first duck. And yeah. he illustrated it and all that. <laughs> that's a, well, that's what, a pretty neat That's what, cool. What kind Did of duck? Did you get a mallard? Yeah. Mallard? Yeah. Greenhead? Yes. There yeah. You go. yeah. There you go. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> he had a 20-gauge single shot. There you go. Even better. Yeah. There you go. Now, well, that wasn't the best buy for – that's not the best buy for a beginner's game. <laughs> no. It, it's too hard to cock – it's too hard for them. Their hands are too small to cock the, the yeah. hammer on it. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, get them uh, – give them one shell still, but get them on Just the put it in a pump or something. Yeah, yeah. What about second one? Second best one. I wasn't even involved. I couldn't shoot. It was a uh, green wing. No, yeah, green. Excuse me, youth hunt on Real Foot Lake in Tennessee. Oh, this wasn't just a few years ago, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. My my, my great nephews. I think they were fourteen or fifteen. Yeah. We have hunted this blind several times and will still hunt this blind probably several times uh, throughout the years. And uh, But anyway, we got to go in Tennessee, uh, change theirs where their youth season would happen the Saturday, the two Saturdays after the regular season yep. closed, which they were allowed to do. And then they would have two military hunts. If you were a veteran, right. you could hunt those two other days too. Yep. Well, we went down there, and it had started. The weather was changing. It was getting cold, and it was, when we went out there to hunt, it was spitting snow, and I swear. We had kids in there from six years old up to uh, 15, yeah. I guess, shooting, and I think every one of them got their limit. Yeah. So you're talking That's awesome. About, you know, we're talking about now, this was, you know, some kids had never shot a duck before. I know the first kid, a duck come in, he'd never shot a duck. Now, they either were close to landing or getting ready to land. And yeah. he, he shot and he killed three with one shot. <laughs> uh, so I think now, the, the funny thing is his dad said he would mount his first duck he killed. So he had to mount all three? He all three. I, I think that's right. Heck yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it there was you go. Yeah, uh, I love that. You know, and of course, you know, the blind would hunt 12, 14 people. Yeah. Heated, you know, we kept it heated. Uh, they could always come down and. Perfect for youth. I mean. Oh, yeah. Perfect for old men, too. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right. You know, they have their black stone in the back and they can cook off. Yeah. And, cook the breakfast and everything. Breakfast yeah. and lunch, yeah, and just. Had a heck of a time. That's all. Awesome. But to see some of those kids kill their first duck, yeah, they were, it was unreal. Yeah. See, that's, now that I've killed my first duck, that's what I want to do. <laughs> I want to watch a bunch of kids kill their first. Yeah. yeah. I think that'd just be awesome. 
Yeah. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool just watching people in general kill their first dog. It wasn't it wasn't fun watching me though. Yeah, it was. It's painful. I don't know. I was happy. It, he gave me a hard time. He said you're not being real excited or nothing, you know, about killing your first duck. Well, I didn't tell him until uh, a couple weeks ago. Couple yeah, well, more than a couple. Couple months ago. A couple months ago. That it wasn't I don't know, 10 minutes before that, his dad had just got done yelling at Joe for getting loud. So <laughs> he didn't want to get Joe. too loud. Oh, he's good so I didn't want to get too loud after shooting this duck. Everyone was like, Walker, you shot that one. That one's yours. Yep. And I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> but I didn't want to get yelled at, so I yeah. didn't say nothing. <laughs> oh. It was a good time, though. Uh, I had a blast. Just watch, watching people kill their first bird. I don't care how old you are. It's uh, it's awesome. But I, I will say, don't take this the wrong way. Watching kids, it's, it's got to be better. It's a hell oh, of a lot because those better. kids don't give a damn. Yeah, <laughs> by getting yelled at, they're like, no. Oh my god! I just <laughs> killed just my first duck. Yeah, I mean it's it's a lot. It's it's awesome. It's awesome. What you got? What you got? Come on. I'm the one that came up with this question, and I'm looking yeah. at it. Go ahead. <laughs> so, Say well, when. he already kind of answered it, though. Say when. I was going to ask you Maybe what, I need to elaborate. You want to elaborate on what got you into waterfowl hunting? <laughs> yeah, I had to replace quail hunting. I mean, and that seems like. You said that's this, the, yeah. after the winter of, what, 77, 78? 78, yeah. I mean, I may went one. Of course, I had some dogs there. And yeah. I ended up getting some labs, too, later on. But uh, uh, and that was fun. I don't have any now because. I'm uh, just a little too old to be missing. Well, I could still miss one, but it's all those hunting seasons only 60 days out of them. I'm not going to go 60 days. And, right. You know, what am I going to do? What are you going to do for the other 300 something yeah, days? Uh-huh. Yeah, with a, with, a, with a dog and, you know. That's hyper as all get out. And... No, I usually try to try to get ones that's oh, a little no. calmer. They still have some drive and all that. But yeah. I guess replacing the quail hunt, because I don't deer hunt. Right. Uh, do a little bit of turkey hunting, but not that's. I don't get too excited. So about you're it. you you two are the same. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't deer hunt. Does a little bit of turkey hunting. If yeah. it doesn't have wings, I don't hunt it. Yeah, I could put wings on a deer. I, I don't. I don't dove hunt much either anymore. Uh, Every once in a while, I go out and shoot. He does like his dove hunting. Yeah, which I do too. Yeah. I mean, I, I had a good time this year. So basically, quail population falling off. Yeah. You need to find something else to. Yeah. Quail hunting's a lot of fun with good dogs. Yeah. Rabbit hunting's a lot of fun. Rabbit hunting's a lot of fun with good dogs. I haven't had a good rabbit hunt in a long time. Well, I've never been on a proper rabbit hunt. I might have to. I don't know if I have have either, but. I might have to invite (laughs) y'all. That's a pretty good one. Invite y'all out here. I think we're going to try and have one the the weekend that the season, the duck season's closed, like that first weekend in December. I think we're going to maybe try and rabbit hunt back here. We haven't. Duck season closes? Kentucky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a question in that. that. Well, I don't know what it is. Honest to God, I haven't looked what it is up here. Yeah, it's it's going to be after Thanksgiving, but I don't know when it opens back up. You no, know, that's that's my curiosity that you've got me. It, uh, it won't open up till after the fifth and sixth. I know. Well, that. see, that's yeah. So the the Tennessee opens up fifth and sixth. 
And I know I'm yeah. going to Tennessee de- to hunt de- those de- two days. Yeah, December 7th. It yeah. opens back December 7th. So, yeah, so that, like, December 2nd and 3rd, yeah. I'd love to have a little rabbit shoot out here. Tell me if you do the 3rd, I can't the 2nd. I'll, I'll holler at it, brother. I got inventory that day for work. Oh, I hate that for you. Me too. Um. <laughs> so what... But I should be done by noon. I know day, what I know what I know what's got you in the you know so waterfowl hunting. What about the conservation side of it? You know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there now the nowadays that, oh yeah, we like killing ducks, but man, we're we're mad because they, uh, you know, they they got all these refuges for them, and so where did your passion for the conservation side of it? come from because i always believe you need to be given back to something the sport that we're doing and, and we enjoy and all that and yes i understand what you're saying there oh i disagree and with everybody it. you know yeah. you know oh there's some people they get upset if you don't put a uh, a honey hole in their backyard right well i'm sorry du's not going to do that yeah. because number one we don't control the land ownership and we we have a great working relationship with fish and wildlife which best utilizes us spending money that has been donated to ducks unlimited now i'm not talking about that's at the local level all the way up state level all the way up to national yeah yeah so uh you know that's that's where that comes from and and, you know give give back to what you that you know that you've Taken. I've taken, so hey, that's my way of giving back. I, I agree 100, 100, 110%. And you. some people don't see that, and they might think he's stupid and crap for what he does, but it's a lot of fun. you got to remember, yeah. I'm, I'm going to borrow this from John Tomke, used to be president of uh, Ducks Unlimited from Indiana, and he also was in charge of uh, DU Mexico. John, John always said that when he was spoke to groups and everything, as far as DU goes, he joined for the cause, but he stayed for the people. The yeah. people that I have met on a national level, the people I've met on the state level, and, and other communities within Kentucky have just been unreal. I mean, they're super people, you know, and I think if I was ever stuck in their community and You'd be all right. I think Probably I could be, right. be okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got, I hope so. I've got one that I didn't ask, and I, I really thought about it because I mean, you've you've been around conservation, waterfowl hunting. You've seen a lot, um, you know, in your hundred and fifteen plus years. Um, Did you say hundred and fifteen plus yeah, years? Yeah. See, it's what <laughs> when I when I see a former student or whatever and uh he's just gonna gloss right over I, it i told him i always tell them yeah i graduated right right after the civil war from western yeah. so uh you know there, there's there's just to kind of blow their minds and stay with them on that i know i'm gonna get some kickback on this first one but i've actually got two questions the first one i just want to kind of be funny about what did actually did you think up until 2018, from like 1970-something until 2018, were you worried that you were going to ever see Kentucky beat Florida again in football? 
That's the first question. The second question, what is the biggest negative drawback, the most challenging thing that is going against conservation and waterfowl? One's funny. The second one is dead the, serious. The first one, you know, <laughs> when when I re- retired from coaching, I really finally realized it's not coaching sports and that game is not a life and death uh, situation. So I take I definitely don't have the same when I was coaching a little bit more intense. Yeah, and being as a spectator of games now, I don't get that too upset over them. Uh, I, I do get. Uh, I might say, darn it, uh, when they do something they shouldn't or they lose a game they shouldn't. He handles it a lot better than me and you. That's a fact. Well, <laughs> I think that's called maturity. And yeah. I have been coached before, so. Well, so, okay. so That may, may, does make a little bit I of have too. The, the, this, the serious question. I mean, you've been around it for, you know, 35-plus years. What What's the biggest – negative that you've seen come against I don't know if that's even the right wording um, the biggest challenge is challenge is, yeah. is getting the money at the right time to do what we need to do yeah and the concept that we were using as a piecemeal was that was that was probably the best thing to do at the time because Kentucky Probably we didn't have the resources to go through to get the grants and get the matching funds for those to do that. Yeah, you've you've got a couple of things that has happened with the uh, uh, boy, and I may I may slaughter these uh, names, but you've got money from the Robson Pittman Act. Yeah, that has really increased money that comes back to the state of Kentucky that can be spent here. And then the other one, I think, is the Johnson-Dingle Act that also gets some tax money going into uh, various communities also. So that goes back into the state of Kentucky. Yeah. And all that's based on your your licenses and all that. Uh, you know, by, used to be uh, sports uh, licenses for sportsmen was free. Yeah. You know, anybody over 65. Well, they changed that because – that's the way federal funding is. I got to pay twelve dollars and fifty cents. I was gonna say it's it's not a whole whole lot. No, it's a lot I mean, cheaper than mine. <laughs> but but that's okay. I don't mind paying that well, because no. I know I get counted on it. Just like your hip permit, you don't realize that's attached that's to some funding. To yep. So when you might think, okay, how many snipe did you kill? Well. You know, it's really easy to check zero if you didn't go snipe hunting or yeah, whatever. Yeah, it, it, uh, it doesn't take that long. Like, yeah, do yeah. your hip survey. Yeah, I mean, it didn't it, take me. But that, that's all connected. Very and by, long at all. By getting, you know, going to these meetings, uh, you know, I've learned a whole heck of a lot from Fish and Wildlife yeah. attending and all that. Probably one of the neatest experiences I ever had was being at state convention in Lake Barkley, and I can't remember exactly when this was, but they had on Friday night, they had Doug Travis come. And Doug Travis at that time, there's a WMA named after him down, down at uh, uh, Wycliffe, I believe. 
Yeah. And he spoke. He was, I think, the longest working member with uh, National Fish and Wildlife. He used to be a conservation officer both Kentucky and uh, 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 the federal also, too. Okay. He he had traveled out in Arizona, and in the caves, they had those reed-made uh, duck decoys, and he was able to get some of them. Really? Yes. He also, through, he he also picked up a blank of a, a rifle, and when I say a blank, I'm talking about the the stock and the frame it was for a gun during the civil war and he was able to get the the wood stock that they hadn't done and i I can't remember which one it was which company it may have been winchester yeah because he knew everybody he was in a couple of books and and all that and just had decoys out the world guns you know, he had some of the old punt guns and and, those, <laughs> and some of the older ones, and, and he had it on display. Well, there was two or three of us that kept the older gentleman I know out quite late that night yeah. at Lake Barkley yeah. State Park, and and just a great resource to talk to and all. Just that. hammering him with questions. They had uh, yeah. There was a uh, penitentiary in Illinois that in the 20s and 30s made canvas goose full bodies with the wire frames over them. That's so cool. I mean, it, re- I mean, it really was. That's what you had to do if you went to prison. You got to make decoys. They they made decoys, yes. Just the fact that it's canvas over well, wire. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, what's yeah, cool to me. Yeah. And, I love uh, that. Uh, you know, it was, they were painted. That's just they were Canada's. I believe they were Canada's. Oh, I'm sure in Illinois, yeah, they yeah. Yeah. Had, to, had to be. Yeah, I mean that 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 penitentiary was somewhere right around that big. Yeah. You know that that I don't know if they they didn't call it the Golden. They may have that triangle. It went all the way down to Ballard. Went all the way up to Rend and and well, Horseshoe. Yeah, and Horseshoe Lake and, and Cairo and Ballard. Yeah, and, yep. You know they'd have well over a hundred. Th- Excuse me. Well, we're hundred thousand <laughs> geese at one yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's not not like it, not like it used to be. That that's crazy. I mean that that's what they that's what they used to do in penitentiaries is you got to make decoys. Yeah, uh, that's wild. Or license plates, I guess, if you're in Kentucky. Yeah, yeah. Barry, brother, uh, I'd like to pick your head some more at some point. Um, I've got three or four more questions that I'd like to have a part two to this. Um, okay. Probably probably have to probably gonna have to be after duck season. That'd be fine. Um, <laughs> yeah. That'll give me a chance to see what's going on down Valley. Yeah, yeah. There you yeah. go. And all that, and we can have have a follow up on that. Yeah. Um, and I'd really like like to promote the auction for the commissioner tags because if you want to, you know, we're gonna raffle some yeah. off and and all that. I don't know the details yet. Okay. It takes more than me to get that going. Yeah. I just write the grant and tell them where we're going to spend the money. There you go. That's that's the big yeah. that's the big thing I get to to do is uh, you know where's our money going? What's it doing? Right. Well, and, it, and, it, it's good. I I I think I, I told 
I know I told Mike. It, it's good to see stuff going on in the state, and it's also good to see, you know, everybody, yeah, the western part of the state, you know, you got Ballard and you got everything out there. It, it's Yes, I, I agree, you know, that it's, that needs to be the main focus. But, like, uh, the, was it Yellow? Yellow Bank. Yellow Bank. Yellow Bank WMA, uh, the, the Boone County. It, it's good to see, you know, that there is stuff going on around the other yes. parts of the state. Yes. Um, and and I'm I'm glad that you know we had you on here to to discuss some of that, and and hopefully that you know people that, yeah okay you're not gonna be able to build a, a three foot, or a, a, a three acre, uh, levy in the back of somebody's farm out in the middle of Central Kentucky because they think they deserve it, but. Hey, you know, Boone County and... and um, I think it's the Boone WMA in Henry County, correct? Henry County? Yeah, that's right. But Okay. But still, and I mean, you're, you're not wrong either way. You know, no, that's all sitting in a golden just, triangle right there. Just, just... You know, Lexington, Northern yeah. Kentucky, and and uh, Louisville, so... You know, just looking at that map that you had on the, on the back there, I mean, there's stars all over the state. Yeah, there's a lot out in the western part, don't get me wrong, but there's stars... Heck, there's one over in... What is that hazard? I mean, uh, it's definitely down that way. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know what that entails, but it's good to see. It's that, probably a small wetland, probably in. I have no I don't earthly know. That idea. May be, um, that may be Bell County. Yeah, that'd be. It's over over there with some WMA. That'd be Middlesbrough. Yeah, um, yeah. I was it, I was on a committee with Fish and Wildlife, and it, it's defunct work. All of us nonprofits got together, yeah, or uh, conservation organizations. Yeah, my goal—I never got it done. My goal was to have a wetland project involving all facets of of uh, uh, organizations yeah. that raise money for conservation. But I never got that done. We went. We went defunct too soon. Well, I, I just—and that happens when you got you know commissioners and you move yes. on and on and on i i just want to you know applaud you um you know i mean i've been on our you know wilderness trail committee for six or seven years now um but honestly i really didn't know until probably earlier this year you know that you were you know the the committee chair for uh conservation yeah or the conservation chair for for um kentucky ducks unlimited um and it, like I said, it's just it's good to see that you know there's stuff going on all around the state. At some point in time in this past you know few years, um, other than just you know the western part of the state, which gets right. the most attention. Yeah. Um, but it it's good to see, and I'm I'm glad we had you on. I know you're glad to finally be on. Um, I'm glad we can. We've only I been asked thought, about it a couple times. Yeah, I just thought I might have some information yes. I could get out yes. to people. And I, yeah, that you know, just what what do we do conservation wise? Well, you I, know, I'm looking here is historically, and these are 2022 numbers. We historically have conserved 15,000 acres of wetlands in Kentucky. That's awesome. We've invested over four million dollars. And uh, uh, last year, now this is a finished project in 22. Yeah. 
Yeah. The only project we got finished in 22, completed, uh, you know, it was 10 acres and, you know, there was uh, about 292,000 involved in that whole thing. Okay. You know, but we were a part of that. I don't anyway. care. 10 acres is 10 acres. You know That's how many right. ducks you can fit on 10 acres? Yeah. Quite a bit. Uh, a and, lot. And what people don't realize is, in the spring, we probably are a more important well background to send because we probably have more ducks in the spring. Yes. Here in central Kentucky, going north. Yes. And make sure those those birds go back, those hens go back so they yep. can lay eggs and yep. and all the good stuff they do to yep. populate. Um I think uh like I said, I, I think I can speak for Walker and we both appreciate you have having you on and Very appreciate so. appreciate you, you coming on and um I I really don't have that much else except that we need to have a part two with Barry. Yes, I'd love to have a part two with you after the season. Um, you know, we follow up on, on Ballard and everything like that. Um like to talk about how your your duck season went because I, I know you, you've got some interest you've got some different stuff than you that you've been doing. Uh, yeah, over we the changed. Past We're few not gonna years. go to Missouri. Yeah. We're not we gave up a um, release in Missouri. Yeah. And so we'll, just because we want to do something different. Yeah. Well, there's nothing wrong with that um, at all. And uh, doing something different may be the wrong move. This yeah. may not have been the year to do that. Who knows? <laughs> it, we'll it, find, find out. out. It, yes. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. Um, I'm still gonna go down and hunt real foot because I. Yeah. I just love that place down yeah. there. Um, and, and you know we can talk. Probably talk to you about that. Uh, you know, I've 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 never had the opportunity to hunt real foot. That is a uh, neat. They, neat I'm gonna try place. to get us. Hey, I'm gonna try to get us on there. They say it's. They say it's neat. Um, it's completely different than probably about anything that I've done. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but I'm. Uh, man, I just things are gonna be a little bit different on the next episode. Um, but I, I think fun. I think we might be able to make it work. I think we're gonna try to make work. it work. Um, but I just know that two weeks from this today, when we are recording this, that I am not going to be in the state of Kentucky. I'm going to no, be you in are the not. great state of Arkansas, hopefully killing the heck out of some ducks with some good people. And I am so daggone ready for it. I, I, it, I am just ready for it to be here. And I, I'm grateful to to be doing it another year and uh it's finally here <laughs> been waiting about 300 days yeah I, i'm just I'm, I'm ready for it and i, I know both of y'all are too and Shoot, yeah um well good luck for you, you yeah you when, is, well when, when is is your first hunt gonna be when it opens here in kentucky you don't plan on doing anything before then do you i don't know don't know Okay. I I, mean. I think harvest <laughs> harvest is going to be okay because I think we y'all were, should are y'all about done? Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. getting close to getting done, and that's got to be the main thing. You know, it just depends on when it rains next yeah. week. I don't uh, think it's supposed to rain until Thursday, Friday. As far as I know, Friday, something like that. Uh, in the end of the week, we probably got two hundred acres of beans left and four hundred acres of of corn. Okay. Okay. So you know. 
Well, we might could be done. I think it's supposed to rain Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. You know, we Friday. might be done by that time. I don't know. There you go. Well, Barry, I hope everything uh, goes good with. Well, yeah. If uh, it isn't, we'll make. With, you know, we, with harvest and we're old enough now, we can try to make lemons out of lemonade. There you go, brother. I make lemonade out of lemons. Le- yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, if life gives you some lemons, we can do that. I both appreciate you having yeah. on, and it's been uh, nice. Yes, I enjoyed it, Walker. About it from us. You good? I think so. I'm good. I'm ready to uh, UK's first uh, or Mississippi State's first drive was a three and out. So there you go. Well, that's a good start. Yeah, y'all, uh, y'all get. <laughs> yeah, I know y'all got to get to watching that ball game. Yes, sir. So, so make sure y'all follow us on yes. social medias. We are the BD Waterfowl Podcast on Facebook, BD Waterfowl Pod on Instagram. Make sure you like and subscribe wherever you listen, and we appreciate the hell out of all of you. Thank you. Thank you very much. See y'all in the next one. <laughs>